And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Standard Room Only Podcast. Yes, I am Ben Standick and I cover the Washington Commanders for The Athletic, which means I spent the day on the Carson Wentz roller coaster ride that ended with everybody at FedEx Field, at least those wearing the burgundy and gold, leaving in a good mood because the Commanders rallied late for a big win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. 28 to 22, an absolutely wild fourth quarter. Uh, after it looked like the commanders had blown the game, we're down by eight, but Wentz, after throwing two interceptions, throws touchdown passes to Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, Dotson second of the game. They hold on to win. I discussed all that went on at the ga- after the game from FedEx Field with my colleague David Aldridge, of course. Uh, interesting always to get DA's view on everything regarding, uh, well, anything really in sports, but certainly on the Commanders. Uh, of course, uh, David is at David Aldridge DC on Twitter. I'm at Ben Standing. A lot from me on Twitter today, and uh, I'll get to the conversation with. DA in just a moment. Of course, both of us had stories up on The Athletic that you can check out. In general, both of us sort of tackled the same broad topic, and that is Carson Wentz, as I said, his reputation. We can debate whether he is a good quarterback, a bad quarterback, whether it was a worthy move for Washington to make a trade where they sent a third-round pick in this year's draft, likely a future second-round pick in next year's draft. They swapped uh, second round picks this year, all for a quarterback who was now on his third team in three years. One thing there is no debate over is that Carson Wentz will be all over the place, not just week to week, but sometimes uh, half to half, quarter to quarter, or as we saw today, play to play. And it was quite the experience. Let's give Carson Wentz, though, a lot of credit. We, you know, we'll have time over the course of the week to break down what he did wrong, what he did right, but give him credit for resiliency. Ron Rivera spoke, uh, it was about a week or so ago. I think I, I asked him during uh, a post-practice press conference what he has learned the most about Carson Wentz over these you know months since they made the trade. And he said resiliency, that he had heard about this trade from Wentz from previous stops, but he's had a chance to witness it. You know, I, I kind of roll my eyes when I hear something like that a little bit. I'm not doubting it, but resiliency, they're practicing or playing preseason games. That doesn't mean that much to me. What happens when the games are real? Well, it was real today, and Wentz had thrown interceptions in the fourth quarter on back-to-back plays. Easily, things could have gone south, and it looked like they would, but he rallied back with, again, uh, a huge long strike to Terry McLaurin down the right sideline, and then after the defense gets a stop, 
Washington takes over at their own 10-yard line, and Wentz and the running game get them into field goal range. And on third and eight, rather than play conservative, Scott Turner, who I thought had a really good game plan today, creative all over the place, they deliver. Wentz delivers the strike to Dotson. DA and I will talk about more about this, but I just wanted to give a little more at the top about that. Um, a couple other quick things before I get to, to DA. Uh, first off, on the injury front, uh, so John Allen went down late in the fourth quarter. We didn't ask Rivera about that after the game, but my sense is, just from talking to some people, that it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. I know a lot of you on uh, Twitter were telling me it looked like maybe he uh, got uh, you know hit in the midsection, we'll say. Uh, but I don't know. But whatever it is, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal. We'll talk to Ron Rivera, though, tomorrow morning and get a further detail on that. Fedarian Mathis doesn't sound great. X-rays and an MRI to come, but it Rivera said he was concerned about where Mathis is. So we'll see about uh, that. Uh, Wes Schweitzer left with a hamstring injury. The commanders were rotating a bit with their guards anyway with Trey Turner, uh, Sadiq Charles, who came in at one point for Andrew Norwell. So interesting there. We'll maybe get a little bit more from Rivera on that this week. But obviously they had a lot of injuries on the interior part of the line throughout camp. This was a way to navigate around that. Um, let me also mention the the, the, the crowd. DA and, I, DA and I talked about this a little bit, but, you know, I, I just want to give props to the fans. I thought it was a really good uh, crowd today. People were engaged. Obviously, there weren't a lot of Jacksonville people there as far as I could tell. You know, not not exactly one of the bigger fan bases in the league. I mean, there were some people there, but, you know, not, not enough that you felt it even when they were up uh, in the second half. Props to those people who keep coming out. Even, you know, there was a threat of rain. It was raining all all throughout the morning, but slowed up right before game time. Um, I thought they did a good job. Again, there are some still bumps in the road, and I mentioned them later in, in, in the discussion. But I just want to give it up to the fans. I thought it was a really good um, atmosphere. I, I heard from some of you on Twitter about that as well. So, so that was great to see, and, uh, you know, kudos – uh, on that front. Uh, other than that, you know, we'll see where we are this week uh, with Cam Curl, uh, with, with Cole Turner, uh, well, obviously with the injuries that happened in this game. Uh, other than Cole Turner, I don't think there was anything particularly notable with inactives. Um, I think this was just a good showing overall. Uh, uh, Antonio Gibson really a strong day they did they were able to get him the ball in space i don't know i have to look and see later how many actual interior runs this team had didn't seem like it was a lot curtis samuel picked up i think four carries uh gibson certainly ran the ball effectively but you know it didn't it, you know it didn't feel like there was a lot of like runs up the middle just sort of straight ahead there was just a lot of motion all over the field I think, again, Scott Turner did a good job today. Uh, Logan Thomas played as well, of course, caught uh, three passes, um, including a big one late on the final drive to help get them into field goal range. Um, so, yeah, good good job overall. 
again, this Jacksonville team, not obviously the best team in the league, but a good effort from Washington nonetheless. As I'm talking to you guys right now, the Cowboys are losing 19-3 to to Tampa Bay. If they were to lose, they would be in last. All the other teams in the NFC East won today. Giants uh, pulled off a big win over Tennessee, and uh, the Eagles held on against the Lions. Wacky day in the NFL all the way around uh, for sure. Um, all right, let's get to it, though. Uh, I want to get to my conversation with DA. And then in addition to that, again, go check out our stories up on The Athletic. It's still a dollar a month uh, for six months. It goes click on my story and you can get the deal right there. All right, here we go. My conversation with David Aldridge as the commanders pull out the week one win over the Jaguars. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right. Uh, joining me, as promised, here at FedEx Field, uh, my colleague at The Athletic, the great David Aldridge. And, wow, everything the Carson Wentz experience that we were led to believe that it would be, it absolutely was. Crazy plays, great plays. 
they came away with the win this time. Ron, Ron, Ron Rivera said he doesn't have to take antacid over right. 17 weeks yeah. for this. How, how about you? Well, how, how are you going to get through a season if this is what we're watching? Well, dude, this is fun, man. I mean, this is so much more fun than we've had around here in a while, right? So, I mean, he just, look, he made some terrible throws. But, again, as they said, the arm plays, man. I mean, he's got a big-time arm, and he made a couple of huge throws. I know everybody's going to get caught up on the touchdowns, and they were obviously important. But I thought the two throws he made to Logan Thomas were the most important throws of the game. You know, he throws third and eight. They're they're backed up at their 25. The game's almost <laughs> over. If they don't convert there, it's going to be hard to win the game. And he kind of buys himself some time. They picked up the blitz. O-line did a great job. And he hits Thomas for a big gain. And then he throws a touchdown to McLaurin. And then on the next drive, same thing. He throws a strike on third down to, to um Thomas again to move the chains, and then Dotson makes the play a few uh, plays later. So I just thought he made a lot of really good throws down the stretch, and you have to give him credit for that um, after two really not bad, not good interceptions at all. Right. I mean, to your point about the fun, like one thing I've been saying is I don't know where this Carson Wentz ride will go, mm-hmm. but it's going to be fascinating because of it, because of his aggressive style. He's a, a, a Brett Favre disciple, and that means – He's always going for it, yeah. and that cuts both ways. But to your point of the resiliency, the other day I asked Ron Rivera uh, about what has he discovered about Wentz during all this. And one thing he said was the resiliency, that he'd heard about it, yeah. but that now he's been able to see it. And even saying that, I'm like, okay, you're seeing it in practice. Right, right, like It's right. not the same thing. What happens when it's for real? Today it was for real, and you know he throws two interceptions on back-to-back plays. They go from winning, leading 14-13 at halftime, sorry, 14-3 at halftime, yeah, yeah. to trailing 22-14 to in the fourth quarter, and we're all ready to go like, okay, well, they lost to Jacksonville at home. Right, that's not good. Not, not <laughs> To quote the ball coach, not very good. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yet, Wentz came back, he hits the big 49-yard uh, touchdown to McLaurin, you, like you said, on the, on the last drive. Makes big throws earlier on to Thomas, but then he hits Jahan Dotson for his second touchdown. A really perfect throw and a great adjustment yeah. by Dotson. And yeah, you give got to give Wentz credit for whatever is going to happen. It was not a straight line to the finish, but the resiliency is huge, and so is that arm, and it all worked out in the end. Well, it's it's you know again like uh, quarterbacks do this in the NFL every week. <laughs> the problem that we've had around here is that we don't get to see that very often. You know, I wrote this last year at the end of the season when all of us, everybody was saying they have to go get a quarterback. Every week in the NFL, like nine or 10 teams score 30 points or more. Like it's not even a thing. Nobody even, it's not even like a big deal. <laughs> you know, like that's just kind of like standard operating procedure in the league for, you know, 30 points, 300, 400 yards passing. It's not, it's not like you have a parade for somebody who does that, but nobody does that around here. And that, and to see somebody actually do it in a game, like you said, that actually counted, that actually mattered, is a big deal. And so if, if they're a team that's going to be able to move the ball up and down, Jacksonville's a young defense. We'll see, we'll see Detroit next week is a good test. But if they can move the ball consistently, they ran the ball pretty good today um, as well. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, that's the type of offense that you can win games when your defense plays good but not great. I mean, their defense was fine, but they weren't, like, 
outstanding or anything, right? They play right. well enough to win. And to the point of Wentz, like, he obviously has the arm and the, and the, and the talent to be successful, but he also has the playmakers around him that, to the point that he doesn't have to do yeah. everything. And most of the game, it was getting the ball to Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson in particular, and Antonio Gibson, and letting them you know run after the catch or you know they're using Samuel out of the backfield a bunch. Gibson obviously as well. Then later in the game, McLaurin, who had been relatively quiet most of the game, same with Logan Thomas, yeah. they get involved. And I think that is on some level what makes this offense so intriguing is because you finally have a quarterback with Wentz's talent. But now, after a few years, you've built it up around him. I'll say this for Rivera. He said from the beginning, you need to – one way to do this is if you can't get the quarterback you want right away, mm-hmm. build up the pieces around it so when you get the guy, right. you're able, he's able to yeah. go. Maybe this wasn't the exact plan, but yeah. that is kind of how it, it, it worked out uh, for, for sure. So what did you make of sort of – I mean, in Curtis Samuel maybe in particular, more touches in this game than all of last year, which is last year was no good. Yeah. So so I think we got a glimpse of what this group can look like when, when when mostly together. Well certainly Samuel, you know, from a quickness standpoint, we didn't see this this guy wasn't there last year. He was on the field a couple of games and it wasn't like that. You know, like he was making guys miss, he was getting yards after the catch. Um it's a weapon. You know, he's a weapon that you can utilize and, and to your point it was nice to see Washington, again, like other teams do every week, force-feed a guy. Keep getting him the ball. You know, get him 9, 10, 12 targets if he's rolling. Let him keep touching it. And um, they did that, I thought, and did a good job of that. Um, you know, you saw, I mean, Dotson, the touchdown pass was remarkable. Um, the guy's face guarding him. I can't believe they didn't throw a flag, um, but they didn't. And he was still able to make a, you know, in-ball adjustment and, and catch it for the winning touchdown. So he's... He looks very good. Like, I mean, I think he, to your point, when you have multiple guys and you have Logan Thomas back remarkably, you know, just was it 10 months since he tore his ACL back on the field and contributing and making plays. When you have a lot of different people and you can get the ball to Antonio Gibson again in different ways, bubble screens, other other ways they got him the ball. They got the ball to their playmakers. They did. Um, and let them go and make plays a lot of yards after the catch today. But I do come back to that touchdown pass to McLaurin. We talked about it after the play. That's the throw Tyler Haneke can't make. He just can't make that throw. That was on a rope in between two defenders. It had to be on a rope. And he walks the guy into the end zone instead of McLaurin having to stop and back up and try to out jump a guy and get tackled at the line, you know, when he catches the ball. So it just makes such a big difference. Absolutely. And of course, they did this today without Brian Robinson. So they really didn't have that sort of rugged interior running. They used, as I said, Gibson, who, 130 yards combined, mm-hmm. but really effective as a pass catcher. Curtis Samuel had a few carries. Um, inside Jonathan Williams had zero, which was a little surprising to me, but <laughs> but they had a, they had enough other uh, pieces working. Um, defensively, for the most part, I don't think Trevor Lawrence looked particularly sharp. Right. That said, he left at least two touchdowns oh, sure. passes open. He had Travis Etienne open in the first quarter. Right. He beat Jamin Davis mm-hmm. over through that. Had Marvin Jones deep later, I think, in the second quarter. Yeah, Etienne Mi- dropped one, a walk-in. Right. It's a walk-in touchdown. I mean, you know, that's 14, 21 points they left on the board. <laughs> right, 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 21. So 
you know, we'll, we'll see what the tape shows there. That said, they at least did a pretty good job on third down, which has obviously has been a yeah. huge bugaboo. I think they got pretty decent pressure throughout the game. Uh, what was your uh, sort of takeaway seeing the first game on defense? I thought the line was terrific. Um, give them credit. I mean, they played again. I thought Sweat was terrific. He had all kinds of pressure all day off the edge. Um, Payne had a bunch of ball, net balls knocked down and had a sack and really good pressure up the middle. And Jonathan Allen always is kind of in there in that mix somewhere. You know, Two Hill had made a couple of plays. James Smith-Williams made a couple of plays. So I thought the D-line, considering how beat up they were, they, they played really well, I thought. You know, one, you know, again, people keep saying for all these first-round picks, well, they play like first-round picks today. They kind of dominated that offensive line in Jacksonville and really kind of kept. Lawrence got going a little bit in the second half, but for the most part, to your point, he wasn't, like, throwing lasers all over the place because I don't think he was comfortable most of the day. Yeah, he, he seemed like he was uh, on the move a lot and, yeah. and in his head. Um, the secondary, as we know, no cam curl, huge, big loss, yeah. and yet kind of didn't feel like he was missed at all. I'd say that sort of tongue-in-cheek because Derek Forrest yeah. absolutely delivered. Uh, he had uh, a big hit on ETN near the uh, inside the red zone that forced a fumble. Yeah. Jacksonville recovered, but they ended up – the drive ended up getting no points because the, the kicker, uh, his field goal attempt, hit the uh, upright. Yeah. He uh, – had basically the game clinch interception as as well and you know it's and also like even beyond all that his he's just a heat-seeking missile out there he's playing with a lot of aggression and that's something this defense has lacked in the secondary not just guys who are good but guys who are like oh maybe i shouldn't as a receiver go uh go over the middle too too much and i think like that type of attitude is something that they really haven't had in the back seven and i'm not saying he's going to change the attitude of the defense, yeah. but it was good to see for this game, and Cam Curl kind of does that as well. Well, and also they you know, they lost Bobby McCain for a couple of plays, and so they were playing both of their backup safeties back there, and they didn't, you know, as Doc Walker likes to say, they didn't throw up on themselves. You know, they played, they hung in there and did okay. But, you know, again, Forrest, when Curl comes back, if Forrest does wind up playing some big nickel, and me may not, I don't know, a Buffalo nickel, um, but – He'll be out there, and that is a guy, yeah, I mean, he's looking to do some damage when he when he goes after people, and that gets on tape, and people notice it, and, you know, guys' heads get on a swivel a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, the secondary, I thought, held up well. Um, the linebackers were okay, but I think they had some misses again. Um, Rivera mentioned that Holcomb missed the tackle on James Robinson on the touchdown. Um, and we, as you mentioned, Davis, Jamin Davis had a, got beat bad and Lawrence overthrew at the end is wide open um so I got to clean that up but I thought defensively they again they didn't they weren't great but at least this is a for once they didn't have to be great they didn't have to hold the team to 10 points to win a game you know so they did enough yeah and they got you know a, a stop after the McLaurin touchdown they got a stop to give Washington a ball back and yeah. they, they took over at their own 10 and had to go 90 yards all the way up the field and to that point also, going back to the offense, I thought Scott Turner, I, I've been saying going into this year, I think Scott Turner's been underrated the last couple of years in part because, you know, they haven't had any much, they haven't had any good quarterback mm-hmm. play, or at least nobody consistent, and he's had to dial it back to a degree. Uh, Wolf, again, always, you know, look at the tape and all that stuff to see exactly what happened, but you know, just a lot of motion, a lot of creativity, yeah. different ways to get guys the ball. Uh, on the one hand, it seems like they have a lot of guys, and you're like, oh, how are they going to be able to 
get everybody enough touches to, to make yeah. it work. Today felt like a good example of how to do it, and I think you know, give I give him a lot of credit for the game plan, and also even just the decision, the, the play to Dodson. They're mm-hmm. in field goal range already. Yeah, yeah. It's sure. less than two minutes ago. They're in field goal range. It's third and eight. Right. But they could just yeah. They could just they can't. They come back and kick a field goal. They beat you. Right. They and he rather you. rather than try to move a little bit closer yeah. or whatever, he thro- he calls for the pass and Wentz delivered. Yeah. No, they did. And and they you know look if you look again if you look at good teams, it's not like. They have four receivers who all catch nine balls every week. Most weeks, one guy has a good matchup, and they get him the ball 12 times. They saw something that they liked with Curtis Samuel, and they got him the ball a bunch today. What did McLaurin wind up with? Two catches? One of them was a touchdown, I grant you, but it's not like everybody touched it. It doesn't work that way. You play the team that you're playing, sir, and, and you get the matchups that you like, and you exploit those matchups as long as you can. And they did it for pretty much the whole first half. And then finally Jacksonville started to shut that down a little bit in the second half. But, I, that, you know, that's fine. I don't expect everybody to touch the ball 12 times. This week it was it was Samuel. Maybe next week it'll be McLaurin. Depends on the matchups that they see against Detroit. And, you know, lastly, in terms of the atmosphere, it's week one. And yeah. we know there's, you know, around here, there's always a lot of questions about what's going to happen in this place. And there were some of the... Miscues uh, pregame. There was a uh, apparently another pipe burst somewhere oh. in the concourse level, and, then, and some and there was apparently out outside in a team store trailer thing. They were selling coffee mugs of the Washington logo, but on the state of Washington outline. Oh, that's not good. Not not great. <laughs> not great. So there's things to still work on. That said, it seemed like a really good atmosphere. But we're in the press box. We have this like really thick glass that we were behind, so it's kind of hard to hear yeah. a lot. But it looked pretty crowded in the lower bowl. It seemed like a pretty good crowd. The, gr- the group around us, all game was into it. Yeah. I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know what I think the official attendance was like 57, 58,000. One win will not obviously change right. how many feel about it. But at least, hey. Whoever showed up, I think they had a good time, and it seemed like a pretty good uh, environment. It was definitely better, I think, than last year's opener, which seemed, and then I think part of that was Fitzpatrick getting hurt and kind of maybe taking the air out of things a little bit. But, but there's no question. I, you know, I, when I was walking downstairs afterwards, you know, the the people coming down the steps from the down the escalator from the club seats kind of were coming down at the same time the other people were coming out. And it was the first time, really, in a very long time, I heard a lot of cheering as people left, rather than that kind of befuddlement, like, how did they lose that game? <laughs> you know, what, did, what happened? They had a game one. Um, it, was, it was a different vibe, and it's one game, and it doesn't mean that they're going to win the Super Bowl, but it was, it was nice to see. Um, and just lastly, so we both did some predictions the other day on The Athletic. I already forgot what record you had. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you feeling still good about that after this? Yeah. Feeling even more yeah. robust, or are you you're gonna I, let it be? I in? think there are there are 500 kind of teams. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, depending on the injuries, you know, I, I I think they showed it today. Look, Jacksonville's not good. Let's not pretend. I mean, Jacksonville's not a good football team. They're getting better, but they're not good. And it was life or death to win at home against a bad team. Now they did it, so give them credit, but. You know, I saw nothing out here that made me think, well, they're going 12-4 this year. You know, they're going to fight. They're going to scrap. They got a, they got a quarterback that, that can make all the throws, um, and they beat a really bad team in, in the last two minutes. Good for them, but let's put it in perspective. A hundred percent. It's week one, and it, so it feels 
It feels good, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, with nine minutes to go, they're trailing yeah. to the team that had the worst record in the league back-to-back years, right. and they were fortunate to uh, to pull it out. But kudos right. to them and the resiliency across the board yeah. for that. Uh, David, appreciate it. Go read David's uh, uh, story on the, uh, on this game. Over on The Athletic, not to mention, of course, all his NBA coverage. Uh, We'll see what happens. Yes, sir. Thank you, Ben.